0: This film loves their secrets, but are some things so obvious that you can't keep them a secret? We'll talk about it on this episode. So, welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. It is March. We are in the month of March, which means spring is around the corner. We're turning the clocks ahead. More sunshine. More twin sunsets. I don't know if they do one month
1: closer to celebration.
0: Do they do uh, daylight savings in the Star Wars galaxy? Has that been confirmed? They're farmers. We right? shouldn't even so, be doing it
2: in our galaxy. <laughs> no, I disagree.
0: I, I like the longer days, the longer. I like more. I feel like you said this sunlight. in the fall,
1: James. You're like, I hate daylight savings.
0: Yeah. It, it, I, I think it, he's got it mixed up. It he hates make it sense. when we turn it back when it's dark at like 430. He no, says it, it just
1: should be the same at all times.
2: Yeah, it should just be yeah, the same yeah, at all later. times.
0: Yeah, later. Right. Why well, do I don't know which
2: version you would go with? Like, would you constantly stay in normal time or whatever? But yeah, the the, the, the idea it's more for the morning. Like, it's you're getting daylight in the morning. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. But it you're turning the clock ahead, and they call it daylight savings because you're getting more time with the sun while you're awake. The you know what it makes me around.
1: think of? Daylight yeah. savings, National Treasure, where <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like, do you guys not know this? The like helper guy, mm-hmm. Justin or whatever his name is. And he's just like, uh, what? He's like, Daylight savings I was invented movie. for World War II, so the time would be this. Nicolas yeah. Cage mm-hmm. is like, ah, ha, ha And like,
0: yeah. I bet that movie's full of nothing but facts.
1: I think they're, first of all, I think this is a fact. Oh my God, did I just say something stupid again that's just made up in a movie? I swear to God, I think it is
0: real. Well, did you know that daylight savings affects what day your birthday falls on? <laughs> So when I when a I hear sign. daylight
2: savings time, I was just swore time. right
1: there. I almost just swore. I got so close. I haven't sworn in forever. <laughs> for <laughs> I uh, for
2: movies, I think of Hocus Pocus. Oh,
1: they with see. the sunrise. Yeah, yes, because it's like car. his
2: trump card. He's like he's like. There's one thing I know that you don't know. Daylight savings time and the light. The yeah, he turns turn on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, a good example
1: too. We should do a Keswong on, on movies with daylight savings.
0: <laughs> Bad movies that talk about daylight savings. Shut I'm your scared. mouth. You shut. Um, so speaking about Daylight Savings, the thing finally happened. It finally happened. And people are starting to report that Liam Neeson is going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That was a we terrible this,
1: segue, but continue. We,
0: we all knew this was coming. We all knew it was going to happen. Someone was going to take the shot. Because in my opinion, this is probably the most sure safe bet thing i even when we did a safe bet episode last summer i think this was one of the top ones that so
1: was cad Bane. surprise liam,
0: yeah liam neeson coming in for obama so people are starting to report it i don't know maybe they have you know sources on it maybe they don't but either way people are starting to report it and people are like oh my god but if he doesn't show up i think it'd be an even bigger surprise but i think we can all assume safely that he's gonna appear in the show right
1: I kind of I mean, want to start just putting out sources tweets like my sources are telling me.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, I think that that's kind of the thing is like right now for most people, that's just a safe bet is in like it seems like an obvious guess. But at mm-hmm. least if the reports are starting to come out, at least maybe you could assume that somebody finally did hear that obvious thing, you know, and no one. Had, right. Yeah. No one had done it yet. So they're like, well, I guess I'll run with it. And, you know, before it was like a guess. Now I'm hearing he's actually involved, so it's like I guess I'll be the one, you know, to to run right, that report. Right. So people are going to do it, but it it always kind of makes you question though like why didn't somebody who lies on social media just have done this like 2
1: weeks ago, you know? <laughs> Just like I'm hearing, yeah. he's coming back. That's what I'm saying. I want to start putting out tweets that are like, my sources are telling me that Luke yeah. Skywalker's wearing purple pants in
0: the newest, <laughs> <the> new <newest> show. <laughs> James James's background has you thinking all purple. At yeah, the time I here. know. Yeah,
1: it looks good. Though. Um,
0: so we'll see. You know, uh, I I I doubt they're gonna do one of those. Well, it's out now, so we better confirm it. No, uh, I think they're still no, gonna no, no. try to, oh, yeah. save the surprise. They love um, a good surprise. Which. If they said he's coming back, I'd be fine with it. I don't need everything to be a, oh, oh I can't believe it. I can't I would, believe they did it. I, I would be bummed know?
2: if they said that he was coming back because it's like as obvious as are it you is. Going to, are,
0: you, are you going to be surprised if you see Qui-Gon Jinn show up? And, I'm going to be
2: one point zero zero one percent more surprised if there wasn't a report that said it's fact. It's happening, right? So you can't even
0: quantify that. 0.001. You can't yeah. feel that.
2: But that's you can't what I'm saying. Feel that like, level
0: of surprise? There, it's, it is
2: better if there isn't a report that says this is happening.
0: Right? I don't know. No. I just don't know anymore.
1: I've been seeing more and more tweets saying that fans are in the show because it was in that report. I'm excited mm. to see who's in there. Who's in Apparently,
2: where? Apparently Obi Wan. Jer- Jerry from Parks and Rec. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
0: The bottom line is your focus determines your reality. And our focus here is on Star Wars news right now. So, James, take it away. It's the Resistance.
1: That was a better segue. Well done.
2: (laughs) We got some sad news right at the beginning. Um, We don't want to have to report it, but it happens. Um, the, we're saying the passing of uh, Alan Ladd Jr., uh, the Fox executive who backed George Lucas uh, long years, years before Star Wars. Um, he just, uh, years before American Graffiti, like he, he made the bet on George Lucas and was hoping that even American Graffiti was good. And then when he did, he's like, oh, I'm starting to feeling a little bit better about that one. <laughs> and then like just nobody trusted uh George and he was one of the original um gamblers when it comes to the artist and having faith in um or, or yeah having faith in the artist uh as as not so much like the property or what they're working on or anything like that and uh in in the days or years leading up to his death to his daughter has been working on this uh documentary that like has gotten Everybody he's touched over the course of, you know, his entire career in Hollywood to put together this documentary. And and as it's coming out or getting ready to release, you know, it's like he passes and it's just so very unfortunate. Um, But I figured we
0: the documentary has been out for four years. Oh, it has. I
2: thought, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I saw the trailer for the documentary in your article and I watch it. Yeah. Hot.
0: I was just kind of like, check out this trailer. If you haven't, it's out there, you know, oh, it's yeah, available yeah. on streaming. And one of know.
2: the things I noticed about it right away is that she talks, she, she obviously wasn't talking about her dad, like in past tense. Like it's like my dad yeah, who is alive right. right now. And I was thinking, Oh, this is like leading up to this. that's my fault. Uh, on understanding when the documentary came out, but still, uh, Alan Ladd jr. Um, just massive force in the uh in the industry as a whole but very specifically for Star Wars and I thought we'd take a second and and uh just talk about him. Um John, you probably have a lot to say but actually I wanted to start with Lacey on this one. Um mm-hmm. what what were Really? Yeah, well, yeah, what were your thoughts on on the the passing when you saw it and like <laughs> how much do you know about his um involvement and stuff?
1: I I'm flattered you'd start with me. I just figured you'd start with John cuz he wrote the article and everything. Uh so I read a book a while ago, and I'm blanking on the name now because I wasn't ready to go first.
2: (laughs) Um, All good.
1: So anyway, it's about people uh, that don't conform to what the norm is. And he was one of the chapters in the book, which was about like it was him. And then there was also a chapter about Seinfeld. And it's basically about how people there's always one person that takes risks on certain projects that if they didn't take the risk, you'd never see it. Um, and it is really great because it was just like basically showing you like, hey, don't always follow what should be done. Like follow kind of your gut of what's right kind of thing, um, especially when it comes to like marketing and business and stuff. It's a really good book. I will put it in the comments of what that book is. Um, anyway, I, you know, it's very sad, obviously, that he passed away. Um, he live till 84 that's a great life to live i hope i make it to 84 um and the fact that it's really inspiring to hear stories where someone is willing to stand by what they believe in and and go with their gut when no one else will and i can't help but think of like the lady gaga thing where she was going around saying like there's 99 people in the room or 100 people in the room 99 say no and one says yes that's literally what this is um And it's really cool to see that he was willing to just say, you know what? Let's do it. I love it. It sounds great. Let's try it out. Although I did kind of laugh a little bit in the article because there was the quote from George Lucas who's like, he knew talent and I'm talent. And I was (laughs) just like, oh, all right. I mean, I wish I had that confidence, right? (laughs) Like you wish you could go into a room and be like, I'm the guy. That's me. I'm Mm -hmm. the guy. He's correct. It, and maybe yeah. someday I'll get to that point, but not today. <laughs> I would imagine
2: if you like created Star Wars and <laughs> you'd probably be like,
1: ah, I'm the guy.
2: Ah. You know, you kind of debated <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's always I think this you could safely like, say, like, I'm a talent tour de force, you know, in the oh, movie. Oh, of industry. course. And he yeah. has
1: every right to say it. I'm not saying he doesn't. No, I got you. I'm just saying I could never picture myself with that kind <laughs> of confidence or like someday I hope to have it, but walking into well, the beer, I'm the guy.
0: Remember our first episode we did with J.W. Rinsler? Um, he like we had asked him what George was like, and he's like, he's very funny, but uh, people assume he's not direct or like demonstrative. Like he will tell you exactly what he thinks and stuff, and he's very linear. He he doesn't work around things; he gets to the point, and that includes talking about his achievements and stuff. He just mm-hmm. he's very matter of fact. It's not even like, look what I've done, and that's how he's just like yeah I'm talented I'm confirming that and he believes like it's just like whoosh, oh, I just had a
1: moment of sadness you saying J.W. JW Rensler there
0: yeah. uh, all these uh, all these people are dying that it's sad it is very sad yeah
1: but like when you brought his name up, I had like a moment of sadness um, I know it's yeah no it, it's cool to hear about how this whole movie came to be in the process and I've watched all the stuff about the editing and everything and but it It's just so wonderful to hear about something that you care about so much that the people that worked on it cared about it a lot and Mm -hmm. that every single person that collaborated on the project, which they always say it's one big collaboration, came in because they cared. And I feel like oftentimes when I get attracted to a movie or a TV show or a book or whatever, some type of media, it's usually one that people really, really care about. And I'm not saying that people don't, but I feel like there's a difference level in caring sometimes um yeah. and this one was just I feel like Star Wars is on another another level, so
0: hmm. well,
2: John, yeah. you uh wrote up this article and it was getting a lot of uh high praise even from some big uh people who have directed solo.
1: Go ahead <laughs> do it <laughs>
0: uh yeah john's
1: blushing audio people
0: <laughs> well i'm not gonna say it but yeah um no you actually no. Heard, but go ahead it was cool it was cool yeah ron howard retweeted it that was cool oh um, john but which means he read it because i don't think he would retweet something Mm-mm. without making sure it was good or Correct. you know legit or you know not offensive or you know, uh, inappropriate or anything so that that is cool and um, didn't mark hamill
1: read one of your things last year
0: the Carrie Fisher one, yeah.
1: You're on a roll, bud.
0: Yeah. I know. Like, someone call me, <laughs> <laughs>
1: please. <laughs> Ron, please come on the show. <laughs> we yeah, Ron. Are solo. Someone, Ron. Yeah.
0: Can I write? Can I write something? You for retweeted you, us once, Ron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Makes a little too happen, man. You retweeted um, it Twice, technically. Oh, no, but <laughs> twice. Yes. Yeah, so, so, the the Alan Ladd Jr. story is crazy because I learned a lot in writing this article. Um. You know obviously the documentary laddie which uh steven stanton had told me about years ago he's like you got to watch this you have to watch it you know he's very like all about the history of uh, americana and cinema and that sort of stuff when he was on our show he like gave us a a lesson in that stuff for sure um but you know just realizing that this guy was you know way beyond the scope of just the guy who took a chance on george lucas like all of his films like 150 oscar nominations 50 oscar wins uh braveheart uh as just one that he produced um and you can go through decades of time that this guy was that person and in my article i kind of put like this guy is the reason star wars exists yet he could walk the entire floor for a full day at star wars celebration and probably wouldn't be bothered by anybody because he just like would blend in, probably Mm -hmm. no one would recognize who he is. Like we would probably get, as stupid as it sounds, we would get recognized more than the guy who actually is the reason why Star Wars exists. And that's the crazy (laughs) world we live in today. But, and the reason I say that is just because uh, I wanted to make sure people, including myself, understood the true scope of this. Because when you think of Star Wars, you think, oh, the most successful movie franchise of all time. This guy, oh cool, he did that. But back then, like he must have been on so, under so much pressure because everybody at Fox was against his decision. American Graffiti hadn't, wasn't even going to come out for six months after he made the deal with George Lucas. So in early 1973, Lucas is in his late 20s. He just finished American Graffiti and he was showing it around to studios. They liked it a lot. But then they were looking for their next movie, and this is before the days of sequels. I don't, like I don't even know that a sequel had existed at this point yet. I don't even know that The Godfather Two was out yet at this point. But so they're always looking for a new, fresh idea. It wasn't IP stuff. It's not like the way today. It's like the machine. Like we we praise Kevin Feige, but that stuff is plug and play at this point. Like Spider Man is too big to fail. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. those movies are going to be successful, and they know it how is it. The to. He's the number one
2: character. Yeah, you must have missed The Amazing Spider Man
0: Two. <laughs> Still made a lot of money. Still made a lot of money. That's Because <laughs> everybody went to go see it and was like, oh, oh my Still God. Still made a lot of money, though. I yeah, get it. I get it. Yeah. But so he takes a chance. He gives Lucas $20,000. Lucas is literally starving at this point. And he's like, I believe in this movie, so let's do this thing. What is it called? And he's like, it's just going to be a space adventure based on like Saturday matinee serials." Six months later, American Graffiti comes out, becomes a big success. And then Alan Ladd Jr. looks like... I made mean, a smart decision but he has to sit on this for four years because Star Wars doesn't come out until it's 1977 and he has this whole team at Fox all the board of directors saying like this kid sucks like what is going on What the space thing everyone was laughing at it Spielberg didn't necessarily love it at first uh, you know all the stories that you hear but the fact that he took a chance on him it's just like it changed cinema forever and it's just like he didn't have to take a chance on him he's already the head of Fox He wasn't like some guy who's like, this is my one chance to make it as an executive. He's already Mm -hmm. at the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And he just and and that's the most impressive part about it, because I don't think you see that happen today. And if you do, it's rare. And I put that in the article, too. And it's just like, I understand how things have changed. And I'm not sitting here saying like back in the day, because it wasn't even it was before my time, too. But I appreciate history and I appreciate character. And this guy definitely had loads of it. And the fact that he gambled on George Lucas um paid off for for everybody and you know just i I just want people to to understand who this guy was and how important he was to the franchise because we're always talking about all these things and people are fighting about the in-story stuff and 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 the recency effect and and ryan johnson this jj abrams that all stuff go back to the bare bones of this thing and, and why how this was started why it was created it was never supposed to be taken that seriously Lucas wanted to make some sort of a space adventure Saturday afternoon romp and he did and it evolved into something else of course under his own watch but the fact that this guy uh took a chance on a sci-fi movie that was gonna be different from every other sci-fi movie because it was a sci-fi movie based on hope for once and not like the destruction of humanity uh is' just it's all just an, an amazing amazing story and uh i I mean Alan Ladd jr man it's like just like not one of those sadly not one of those household names but this guy is legitimately one of the top if not the top most successful long-term person in movie history and he changed everything forever. He created the blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny in a way that now the Star Wars is a part of the formula it it sort of created its own monster in a way, but back then it will always be what that was and it was the the belief in a person in George Lucas when when like like they said nobody else did. And I think that's a part of what pulls people to Star Wars to this day is that they know what it was rooted in. And I like to think that the people involved with it want to make sure it stays true to that spirit. And Alden Jr. is the reason for all that. So rest in peace.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as we move on to the next story, I'm probably going to bounce right back at you, John, um, as we learned a little bit more about... Uh... The, the the show Andor uh possibly bringing on you know vet veteran Scottish actor David heyman um I mean I say possibly he is the he's confirming the role but what I find interesting about his uh regard is that he's like you know we're doing this thing in in Scotland and you know it's like 500 people come in and it's this massive crew and it's like nobody in the area is like what I mean I remember the reports of like people being in the town being like yeah Uh, like no we think it's cool like it's really crazy that it's going on but you know his his account of the situation was that it was it was supposed to be very secretive but it was this huge thing but he would walk around town and everybody's like so there's only two possibilities you could be doing it's either this like wonders of scotland thing that you've been known for or uh or Star Wars, <laughs> obviously. and He's like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you because it's Star Wars, but, uh, but no, he finally did uh, confirm it uh, with the Daily Record, and so now we know that this role is going to happen as well. There's also um, some other stories too. I don't, I don't know if you want to get into that too, but there's other like weird castings, kind of some announcements that we saw, um, but they were kind of rumors and behind paywalls and stuff. Nothing that Star Wars Newsnet could confirm. Um, but it, yeah. it, it kind of seems interesting as we're getting closer to the release of Andor. I mean, Obi-Wan's sooner, uh, you know, but yeah. as we're getting closer to Andor, uh, we're getting more and more details on some of that stuff as well. Um, but what, what, what were yeah. your thoughts on the, this casting and uh,
0: the story not, in general? Not a lot, only because um, I, I'm not familiar with David Heyman or the other casting that was reported, which was Rosalind Halstead. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime y you, you know, you put the three things together, old, white, and from the UK or British, I assume Imperial.
2: So that's my, that's he looks my Imperial. Guess. He looks like he can yeah, be Imperial right? in the photo yeah, we use yeah. for the website.
0: And it's like it's like when when you know Richard E. Grant was cast in Star Wars. I don't know that he was announced first before we knew who he was, but everyone's like, old dude, white. British he's probably first order, <laughs> you know and he was and he was great so but who knows this guy could be it could be like a Lorsan Tekka thing where yeah. he's like some sort of like old Jedi follower who knows? we don't know but that that's always my to me, I always like say, if royalty if yeah if you're gonna bet on, on those things I would I would bet anytime it's an old white dude from Europe it's uh, an Imperial so not to mention uh, but, too
2: like it's like half of Star Wars most of the time it's like if you're just yeah. like an imperial <laughs> there's yeah. like yeah. 500 of them and then there's like you know 10 main characters or whatever <laughs> yeah. what,
0: what I do like about this is like that point you brought up about how they're like he's like this thing's supposed to be secretive but it's just this massive undertaking that's sort of interrupting this town and people are just sort of supposed to be like alright you know. and I think it's like the patterns we're seeing with like these older actors who have been around the block They don't really subscribe to or care as much about the secrecy thing. They're just like, yeah, I'm doing a gig. Uh, It's like Stellan Skarsgård. He's like, oh, yeah, Andor season two. Yeah, we're going to film that this fall. And someone was probably like, you're not supposed to say that. We didn't even announce season two yet. What are you talking about? None of these guys care. Yeah, like this guy's like, oh, yeah, it's so funny. It's supposed to be a big secret. And what am I supposed to say? Yeah, (laughs) it's like so. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny. Um, again I don't know too much about him I, I would, if I had to guess and I know we have listeners in the UK they probably are more familiar with him because I think he does a lot of TV over there um, and maybe theater I'm not positive but I have to admit I'm not too too familiar with him but um, it looks like he has a lot of experience under his belt so I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to know him through Star Wars I actually sure. will purposely not watch anything he's been in so when I do get introduced to him no matter who his character is I see the Star Wars character uh, and that goes for um, um, this Rosalind Halstead as well. So, but it's a loaded show, twelve episodes. Uh, so there's a lot of room for a lot of people and new characters to to be us for us to be introduced to. And it looks like this might be one of them. Uh, but again, this guy could be in the show for two minutes, or he might be a big player. He might be our new Krennic. Who knows? But I'm looking forward to uh, seeing um, seeing the show, which is actually could be out as soon as. Four to five months from now, so Something like it's that. not too far away.
2: Yeah, so it's it's funny you mentioned that right at the end. You're like, we don't, we we never know how much they're going to be involved. But the one of the last sentences in this key. article is, yeah, while his role remains unknowns, the Daily Record uh Daily Record uh refers to it as a key to the series. Uh Lacey, what were your thoughts I, on?
0: I I just want to say this because that could be a little <laughs> fugazi, because. Like, Lorsan Tekka had a key role in The Force Awakens because he gave Poe Dameron the piece of the map, and he, he was in the movie for 40 seconds. No, you were just like yeah. the
1: major domo in Book of Boba Fett. I, excuse me, if I may. My yeah. apologies. Like, if, they,
2: if they have any lines in the show, it's likely they were key, because if they just didn't deliver those lines, it would have been confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: People would have been <laughs> like, what happened? What? Why are we right. here now? Yeah. I think sometimes Um,
0: with the reporting stuff, like it just adds juice to your scoop or whatever. If you say it's a key role, and then if they have something that you can say, like, "See, that's why it was key. That's why it was a key role." Yeah, he dropped a key on the ground, and he was on the screen for thirty seconds. Yeah,
2: role. He played Bulio's head. That was important. (laughs) Win (laughs) the war, Lacey. What are your thoughts on uh, on this actor coming new ally (laughs) being Andor?
1: Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't have much to add. I think John covered it pretty well. I, I, again, I'm always excited when there's new updates. I do find it funny that he was like, what am I supposed to say here? Because there's only like one thing here and everybody knows what it is. It reminds me kind of when I went to uh, Ireland after Star Wars Celebration in 2016. And I stayed in uh, County Kerry where they re- recorded The Last Jedi off the coast and uh, Skellig Michael. And anywhere the crew stayed, there were there was like notes from the production team being like, thanks for letting us stay here. And the place I went to, they had it like laminated and on the wall that they were like Star Wars crew stayed here. So I highly doubt that anybody's keeping that secret, you know, especially in these small towns and stuff where they're like, that is big news if they're shooting a movie there. Also, it's really funny just thinking about this article and like him being on location for this, because I feel like for weeks we were reporting different locations they were shooting this show at and i can't wait to see all the locations that they're doing because mm-hmm. we were like oh they're on a beach oh they're in a field oh wait now they're at a mountain That's
0: so true yeah so you know it just That's reminded me too. of that
2: yeah we, we watch like the book of boba fett and it's like they're using the volume and could literally go anywhere and yet they're
1: still
0: on the location
1: i have to say though like look the volume's great get off the dumb sand planet
0: <laughs> makes a little too <laughs> happy
1: <laughs> i i think the volume is wonderful and it's done crazy things that you would never know the difference up close but i feel like there is something to say about like the sweeping beautiful landscape shots so, like, I am excited that they're shooting on location for this show. I think it's only going to add to it, but I'm interested to yeah. see how it compares to what we've seen so far.
2: With yeah, the volume, that, yep, that yeah. would be the the key thing for me is this it the way they're like the way they're going to draw it out over a long time. Like, it almost makes me wonder if Andor is going to be like twenty minute episodes, and it's like oh, split yeah. up over longer episodes, whereas the Mandalorian was more like forty. But it was like only eight. It was like half the runtime.
1: So you're saying instead of like, you know, hour long episodes, you're talking like they take a movie and they split it into parts.
2: Yeah. Well, even even Mm -hmm. like Book of Boba Fett wasn't always hour long, you know.
1: Right. Right.
2: But those being longer episodes, eight, like 40 to an hour long episodes versus like 16, 20 minute episodes, which is more like a regular TV show or something.
0: And and don't forget, like I think Favreau had quite a bit of autonomy in how he operated, mm-hmm. and both of the only live-action Star Wars series we've seen so far were his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could get a completely different animal when it comes to Kenobi, which I hope we do, and and andor, and I love what we've gotten so far, but I'm ready for you know a, let's see a non-Favreau live-action Star Wars series, and and. Maybe they are all an hour because, and maybe Favreau wanted a twenty-seven minute, then a forty-minute episode. Maybe this yeah, one's sure. getting more structured. Yeah, so
1: I'm being a little yeah. dumb right now. Was Kenobi only volume or volume and location?
0: I don't know. Or we I, don't as know. far as I know, that, well, they had set street set right. They yeah, they had outside sets at Manhattan Beach, like nearby. Um, but kind of like how Book of Boba Fett had the uh it turned out they had like the tuscan raider huts Mm -hmm. in a parking lot Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) outside of i think i think the sarlacc pit
1: too i think
0: yeah so they did
2: that sort of stuff went off remember they thought it was a fan film yes robert roger is yeah
0: Yeah. so i think they do some of it but but kenobi aside from that street i don't know how much they Mm. they did i mean we'll find out i hope they do a gallery on all this stuff you know
1: yeah, I feel like it's totally. difficult, especially in the U.S., to shoot anything without people seeing stuff, whereas in the yeah. U.K., I feel like they get away with a little bit more over there because there are those areas that, like, no one's living there.
0: But, you know, you, you don't, going back to our State of Star Wars thing and how I was just kind of like, we, you know, you don't need to hide what Obi-Wan Kenobi looks like. You know, we kind of have an idea because it's like we saw set photos of Harrison Ford filming Indiana Jones 5. It's like, yep, that's Indiana Jones. That looks exactly like Indiana Jones. In
1: this case, it is a little crazy that they're just not like, hey, here's Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: But don't you think like you and McGregor's like, guys, do I need to be wearing this black garbage bag right now? Like people know what I look like. Come I get on.
1: for like new characters and stuff. But yeah, the ones we've seen are a little silly. It's a little like, silly let, to put let them let in the You would walk
0: around in his outfit. Give people, oh, oh wow, we got an exclusive secret photo of obi-wan here get ready he's wearing a tan robe i will they want, never they
2: want ever their trailer for... to be great yeah they don't um, they don't course, want people to but... watch the trailer and go well i already solved this from a set leak because they just let him walk around <laughs> i'm just
0: saying obi-wan's <laughs> outfit are people gonna be like oh i'm so glad they I saved this you. different shade of tan robe for this yeah. trailer
1: it is I, I I forget what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. I'm having that kind of night tonight. I forget what I was gonna say. It'll come um, back. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Not. I mean,
2: I, just just to throw it out there too, like you know, I don't think they're gonna do 20 minute episodes for Andor. <laughs> I don't want to be clear on that. But it was I don't just getting so the either. conversation. Yeah, it's just getting the conversation started on how these things, these shows, could theoretically be different. And what's crazy right away is the fact that we know that Andor is like 16 episodes. So it's like, so clearly that like whatever they're doing they're doing they're utilizing all of that (laughs) on set budget and they're doing two seasons of it you know or more so it's like they really want to get their money worth out of those sets and stuff and Mm -hmm. i don't know um that being said though we got another story here and it's uh it's about oscar isaac visiting the galactic star cruiser um i'm gonna I'm gonna quickly start this off because th- this was just really an ad, but we thought we'd talk about it a little bit.
1: I mean, we really um, haven't talked about the Star Cruiser since people went. We talked about true. it prior. We haven't yeah. talked about it since
2: so so one of the things that I'll kind of add into that is, I think as Star Wars fans that we are, we're probably paying attention to what's going on with Galactic Star Cruiser, and it's not great. seems like people really <laughs> like it, but they're all all reviews are saying it's not worth the money like they wouldn't spend that money to go like it was cool and fun and i had a great time but um the the vibe coming off of this though is this was the first thing that i don't know connected like real star wars to me with this galactic star cruiser is seeing an an actor from the actual movies involved Sure. to this point it's felt like it's only been like random celebrities that they've brought in or like just families or like Star Wars fans. You know what I mean like I have Lucasfilm employees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like those those types of things are the things that have been advertising this and what would be really cool is to see like Oscar Daisy, you know, what I mean like John Boyega, like if they three were there and they're like the, you know, and like they didn't do that, but they at least got one of them and he's there and he's talking about how he feels like it's a set. And he said there's one line in this where he said, uh, I feel like a, a, a Twilight's is going to come out. And the guy's like, we have that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like it, yeah. it felt genuine. Like, did he just call it? Like, I would have thought they would have told him everything about this before he walked on camera. But it seemed um, very excuse genuine. Excuse me, Mr. Isaac.
1: Can you say, uh, is there a Twilight? okay and rolling that's what happened i guarantee that's what happened hey can you say this thing absolutely 100 percent. he had talking points he went in there with talking points now i'm not saying he did it by the book like line for line but i guarantee they were like hey man can you say these specific things they're trying to save face right now because people are complaining about the price
0: can i say something really jaded
1: wait we'll get to that in a second john Hold on.
0: No, no, no. You don't know it's what I'm It's not this your about, turn Oscar? yet, John. No, no, but this is about. Do, do you? All right, I'll just say this.
1: No, John. Did I. Just, <laughs> just all right. Go ahead, John. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, go. Well, go ahead. Well, go. New with,
0: well, well, well the first thing, uh, no, you just go ahead. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh
0: <laughs> what, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> well, I don't want to say something that Lacey may say. I don't want to do that.
1: It's fine. Okay, look. So here's here's the way I feel about it. I appreciate that they took the time to get Oscar Isaac because he's wonderful and he's very attractive. So I will watch any video that he's in, which I'm sure they know, because he's Poe Dameron and he's charismatic on camera like Pedro Pascal. They're BFFs. He's funny and he's attractive. So you combine all that together. You're like, oh, this is going to be a great ad. I get that. But at the end of the day, this is still a $6,000 trip. I'm not downplaying it to the people or I'm not kind of... Trying to be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Because some people, it matters to them and there's value in that. And if they want to take that trip, and I know some of our friends of the podcast have booked that trip, good for you. I'm so happy for you. I hope you have a great time. Majority of people in the country, in the US at least, cannot afford this trip. Cannot afford this experience. And for Disney employees to talk to press and say, well, some experiences are just not for you to me feels a little wrong because a lot of the stuff that's on this ship was stuff that was supposed to be in the original park that they then took and put behind a paywall and not just a paywall a very expensive paywall so it's really hard to watch these reviews come out because at the end of the day all these people got free trips and free everything so not only they're getting a top tier of an experience but they're getting it for free So that's my opinion on that, because I know people have been asking me, I don't know about you guys, but asking me online what I think. I think a lot of people worked on this, put a lot of hours in it. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like a very immersive thing, like they said. I can't afford to do this. And I don't know how many fans can, to be honest, Mm -hmm. especially people with kids. Now that I have a kid, it's like (laughs) forget about it. (laughs) I'll never go Uh to this thing. Uh, That being said, James, I, I was poking fun a little bit with you. I do think they, do, they did feed him stuff. There's a reason they brought him in there. He, they probably were like, hey, we'll give you a free vacation if you come down here and do this ad. Well, that's but what I, I was gonna, think I... also he is probably amazed by it. Like you said, James, I think he is genuinely like, wow, the things they've done here are amazing. It looks like a set. Where are the cameras? I can't imagine this. This is better than I could have thought. Because he went in probably with no expectation, which we always talk about expectations here on the podcast between fans and stuff, or the but,
2: expectations were lower than the high budget movie or whatever. Exactly. Like it's going to be cool, but it's
0: not going to be like a movie, and they watch. And then he walks, and then in, he and walks in, in, and that's like what he
1: movie. got. Yeah. Can we be so honest? I totally... Okay, go ahead, well, John.
0: Oscar Isaac is not going to this thing if he doesn't have a brand new Disney Plus series coming out this month.
1: Or that's a check. Why he's there.
0: That's why he's there. He's he's there to get his name out there. Everyone's talking about Oscar Isaac and he's got this show coming out. It's the same under the same umbrella. That's why he was there. He's not he's not love he's he's not back in love with Star Wars. He probably still hates it. No. Did anybody say that? I'm talking to the okay. point. I'm not talking against <laughs> anybody. I thought
1: you were about to say but, I'm talking to the people. I was like, come on.
0: <laughs> well, I, hopefully I, someone's listening. I, I thought
2: there. I thought you were saying that in like contrast to me saying like oh he was it was like the first time somebody looked no. like they were having a good time or something no. like this felt genuine mm-hmm. or
0: something. No, cause he probably did have a good time, but I think it, everybody I mean... that's
1: gone has had a great time from the videos I've seen and the in the reviews I've read, people have had good times, but I think there's having a great free time and having a great people expensive time? Don't
0: go on late night shows anymore to hang out like they used to where like Don Rickles would just show up on Johnny Carson just to hang out. They go to promote stuff, and he's got a big, massive show coming out that happens to be under the same uh, studio, and he's like, yeah, let's get Oscar's name out there, get people watching him do this little video. It'll go viral because he was in Star Wars, and here we are talking about it. So... Um, I'd love to go only...
1: if we were voting though as a group of who would go I'd vote for James to go because I feel like he'd go in with the more the most childlike wonder and <laughs> enjoyment <laughs>
0: Um, I it would, would be like the, Christmas I would, for him I would, I would pick me the last I think either one of you would be do a good job um have fun with it but James <laughs> did do a good job when he was by himself at celebration when you and I left and he did all those like other I'm just saying because
1: I've been exposed to a lot of stuff varying opinions and I feel like James tends to go into stuff with his own like hey I'm gonna experience this so I feel like if we were to vote who'd go I'd vote James
0: my comments on this whole thing with the Star Cruiser after like I watched a bunch of the videos and checked out the reviews and stuff and, you know, the money thing, like it's been talked about, but after really taking a close look, like hundreds of photos, you know, Clayton did probably the best job, in my opinion, for covering it from a media standpoint, because oh, he had... I loved yes. all the little
1: things that he did, like the yeah, operating system on the ship is Wampa he, OS, like I love yeah, that stuff.
0: Yeah, and he was talking to the, the, the Rodian and, mm-hmm. and having fun there, but then he was also asking them, you know, some serious questions on behalf of people. Um, uh, and and, and what I mean by that is just like the general public wants to know certain things and he asked the questions that maybe not everyone wants to ask, but that's why he's good at his job.
1: I think he also, from what I saw with his coverage is he took a step back. He didn't go as a fan or like as a person on vacation. He went as I'm here to cover it. So, you know what to expect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in looking at all the coverage and all the photos and stuff, though, I can't help but feel like. The, the design and like that permanent aesthetic of this hotel makes me feel like they played it safe. It doesn't look Star Wars to me. It looks like a space hotel. And my thought is, and I know this might be jaded, if it doesn't succeed or sustain, they have a failsafe to just convert it to some sort of space adventure, stock space adventure hotel, drop the price, and they don't have to rip everything out and gut it. And they've done that with attractions before. Uh, they did it with it,
1: um the Alien Encounter with Stitch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they've
2: done it with lots of things. Like uh, any, well, actually, any theme park. Even like our local one. It used to be called Top Gun because they had a Paramount license. Now it's called Flight Deck. <laughs> so yes, literally. So they don't even have to take down the airplane yes.
0: visuals. Yes, yes. I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's there Tom was Cruise
1: a, a, like at the front, and you're like, "Wait a 2nd They're like, "Nope, flight deck."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like t- like next time you get a chance, like look at it again with that lens, and just like look around at all the stuff. Like because it's Star Wars, we see it as Star Wars, but when I'm looking at all this stuff, I'm like, that just looks like a stock like outer spaceship thing that can be easily converted if this thing doesn't work out, and I can't help but think that that's part of. That was part of like the play it safe thing about this.
2: Yeah, if, if I and I I hear that. I I would say if there was like kind of a disagreeing side to that, because I kind of agree with you. I think that it would be that you're you're playing in that prequel era, or you're playing in that like this is what Coruscant looks like, or not like like pretty high, or like Naboo or something like. This is what this looks like. And that probably didn't look Star Wars when people were walking into the Phantom Menace. They're like, what is this? This doesn't look like Star Wars. I need like the the rebel base, you know, that's like has wires and stuff spread all over and there's smoke coming off of everything. Like this looks pretty and gorgeous, you know. Like I don't I don't understand this. And I think that like sleek look is is also part of Star Wars. But uh like when we saw Galaxy's Edge, Galaxy's Edge has a lot of the um, like it looks like they just kind of built it or put it up together. Like there's, you know, wires hanging out of things at galaxy's edge at black Spire, but not on this thing. This thing is like just recently rebuilt to it's like glory days kind of thing. Yeah. And so and now it looks pristine and that whole thing is kind of like Lando's Falcon versus Han's Falcon. It's like, they're both yeah. star Wars, but there's something about Han's Fa- Falcon that feels like Star Wars. And when you see Lando's Falcon, people kind of have a reaction to it a little bit, maybe. Like, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't feel like the Falcon to me, you know, kind of thing. This doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like a, a, a toy or a set or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so I, I would say it's kind of that, but... there's
1: It, you know, it feels like yeah. a restaurant I went to when I was little. So when I was in the Girl Scouts and I was little, we took a trip to New York, and there was this restaurant called Mars 2112. And if people remember, it was like, I believe it was right off Rockefeller Plaza. I can't remember. But it was, you go in and you go into this like you go in and then you go into this room, you take a seat, you ride a ride, like, oh, you're going to Mars. Mm -hmm. And you go on the ride, then you get out of the ride, and then you're in the restaurant and the restaurant is all Mars themed. It's like you're on Mars, there's rocks, Mm. there's aliens that... there's like aliens that. that walk around. I loved it. Look, I yeah. loved it. I still remember every detail because I loved it so much because it was like I felt like I was in Star Wars actually when I was little because that's what I liked. But to me, that's great. My problem is let everybody experience it.
2: Oh, that's totally. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I like, you know, we haven't been on the record with this a lot, and but we're it's, it's we're all very much on the same page. Like there's something about this that just feels weird. It's like. Um, like when Disney has high priced things, generally, it's like a special dinner with like Cinderella or something. Or and VIP like, tours okay,
1: and stuff. Yeah. Or,
2: or yeah, sure. But it's like, it's if it's like character based or story based or something like that, it's like, oh, that's neat. Um, but if I, if I was a big fan of Cinderella, I can still go and get my Cinderella elsewhere in Disney. Yeah. You know, and this is like. Nope, you can only really get it here. and it all matters to the story, you know, instead it's just it's weird. It's like, and Cinderella's not I mean, people like Cinderella, but it's not like a property they're going after. like if they they built like a very special Toy Story hotel that where only like it matters what happens in the story because it's all connected. Like if they built a Toy Story hotel, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like people would think it was interesting and fun to go like see Woody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you would never feel like the canon mattered or something. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there's something exclusive about it that that is weird with with this particular I, property they chose. Why can't they Star make Wars. a Star
0: Wars hotel where you can go, and the cantina you go to is the most likely cantina, or like I keep saying that with all the I know. Star I was gonna Wars. say
1: you keep going back to like why can't? It's it, it's wouldn't because wouldn't be
0: amazing? Because Harry Potter so Wars. great.
1: That's that's the thing is that. I can't help but compare because I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, guys. A couple more months, and I can can talk on this with some knowledge. But the only experience similar to it that I've had is Harry Potter. And Harry Potter is so good. It is so well done. It looks amazing. Um, I know that people aren't as in character because I guess guests complained that they were too much in character at times. That they've Mm. kind of dialed back that experience, which I thought was Mm. really funny. Um, but other than that, like the whole park itself, all the stores, all the restaurants, everything, it's awesome. And it's open to everybody. Everybody can experience it. As long as you have a ticket to the park, you can go in and they have different moments and stuff that you can experience. Whereas when we were given this presentation, when it was first announced, they said they were going to have battles with Ray and Kylo. They were going to have droids driving around. Oh, Galaxy's
0: Edge, you mean? Yeah,
1: Galaxy's Edge. They were going to have all these things that happened. And people have pointed out on numerous videos and sites and stuff, and I agree that they've taken all those elements out and put it in this thing. So yes, all the experiences that people had were amazing, and I would love to experience it, but it's kind of unfair that you promised this, and then now you're not giving it, but you're also giving it at a premium price. In and, an, in a crazy economy right now, by the way, in a crazy time and we of have people be... cutting like certain costs and like, you know, in January, yeah. I think it's like 4 million kids are in poverty in the U.S. So it's like it's hard to look at this price tag and be like, yes, sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and there's nuance to it because, you know, like you said, Lacey, we know people who are going and, you know, there's, there's people who listen to our podcast who are going and we're not just t- trying to dunk on it. I think we're just giving our honest thoughts on it. Like it, it was still really well made, and you know, congrats to everybody who put a lot of hard work into this thing. And we all understand that. Um, I think we're just trying to give a fair thought on yeah, uh, it, it, the, grand, the scope of the general public uh, it, viewing Gal- this, and and you know,
2: Galaxy's Edge is a good example, is the sense that like you they do have that park that you can go to sure. and it's Star Wars and it's there and you can go to it and it's really available for anybody it's still expensive to get into Hollywood studios not everybody can go i get it not everybody is going to go but it's more attainable it's, it's more obtainable absolutely so it's like it you know, you can go to that experience and have a good time and you can see the Falcon and and all this other stuff. Um, But if that thing was $6,000, I'd be like, Oh, well, I'm not going to that, (laughs) you know? And I think that just, that's, that's the end of it right there is it's like, it's not about the experience or how good the experience is. It's just the fact that it's hit with such a high price tag. And then that's where all the scrutiny comes from is because people go, Oh, all right, well maybe it's worth $6,000. And it's like, I don't think it is like, what would be worth $6,000? What would be a Star Wars experience that was worth $6,000? It's like maybe if it was the same parks but like you got like two weeks your, of access or something. Having your you arm know? cut off by
0: Hayden Christensen.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's it it's just that the the price tag is the big thing that causes all the criticism on all of this. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Um is that is that all you guys had for the Star Cruiser at this at this point? Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe someday.
2: <laughs> I I where we started. I never actually finished my thought now that I'm thinking about it. The Oscar Isaac thing like I I agree that they probably fed him lines and stuff, but he was the only one, the only piece of advertisement I felt like was they kind of let him into the room and they were recording his reactions. At least uh, it, yes. may, maybe it's fake, but like that was the vibe that i got as they were playing it off as like these were his genuine reactions we just sure. like let him walk in and give his opinions on it whereas every other thing i've seen has felt like a paid actor or celebrity being like hey guys i'm here and i'm getting ready to go into the hotel let's see what's happening you know a lot of mouth and
1: open shots the i
2: i just yeah it's <laughs> I, I felt like all of that was very fake, you know, and and this was the first time that I saw someone that I kind of respected their opinion going in, and and the way they were interacting with some of the people that were showing them around, it felt a lot more genuine. If not genuine, sure. it felt a lot more genuine than what we've been seeing out of all of their advertisements, especially anything with Gaia in it. And I'm like, oh my somehow gosh. Oscar <laughs> returned. Yeah, there
0: you
2: go. Yeah. Um. All right, well, we had a couple other things that we wanted to run down really quick, and that was, um, if you're familiar, actually, with our, our first story kind of similarly, um, Linwell Brennan, who was a uh, a visual effects uh, artist or has been for a very long time, has been in charge with a lot of things having to do with uh, ILM and many, many, many other movies. She's going to be honored uh, coming up here with the from the Visual Effects Society. So uh, if you want to go to the article and read a little bit about the history of uh, of what this person has had on the, the film industry and specifically Star Wars, go to starwarsnewsnet.com and check out the article. And uh, I guess congratulations to Linwell Brennan. Um, the other thing Lin-Wen. we wanted to do, what? Lin Wen. Lin Wen. What did I say? Linwell. Oh, sorry. My bad. Lin Wen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking Lin Wen in my head. Um, the uh, The Mandalorian is getting a Marvel comic adaptation. Um, I, th- this particular thing is kind of interesting considering, um, this was a choice that they went with, uh, in my opinion, cause it's kind of strange. They, they didn't move forward with like the rise of Skywalker adaptation for whatever reason. And then they like canceled the, the Mandalorian book that was going to be like branch off from yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand where like certain things get their decisions made. Like they're like, Oh, let's do an adaptation of the same story we've seen a few times now, you know, in a comic form, it's like, I would have much preferred just like a Mandalorian side story comic or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you are interested in getting like the artistic catalog uh, in comic book form of the Mandalorian season one, it is going to be coming uh, to Marvel. So uh, you can take a look at that. And we've already seen like the, Cover and a little bit um, more information on it uh, as well. So check that out. Um, Lacey, that's it for uh, the resistance report this week. Uh, what else we got?
1: All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, follow us on all the audio platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. Um, that'd be lovely. Uh you can yeah. go to Twitter at R B A T S W N N or on Instagram at the Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more than that and you want to support us in a different way, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month. That's it, two dollars. You get access to the page, you get access to exclusive videos, and much more, and just being a part of the community. And as you go up in the ranks, which is the different tiers, you get more access, cool benefits, and much more. So this is the part of the show where we let our generals and Spice Runners take part. Um... So, before we get into that, I do want to thank some people. So, thank you to our Patreon generals Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, Danny, Mike Rumori, Matt Heath, Double C Chris, Chris White, and Goff. Thank you guys so much as generals. Thanks. And we have our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank you guys for keeping wow. it spicy. Thank you. Thank you. And so this week we have a new general, Mike Remori. What All up, right. Mike, who's our buddy uh we asked him a question and he gave us an answer so his question was you got just you just got hired as mac max rebo's drummer what is the one venue slash location in star wars you would be most nervous to play from a security and safety perspective perspective so mike go ahead and take it away
3: what's up trb family and have i got some exciting news to share with all of you i just got an offer to be the new drummer for the max rebo band yeah and considering the past drummers he's had, like Oompa Stay and Akrev, I couldn't be more excited. He's got some regular rotating gigs on Tatooine, like Chalman's and this canteen out in the Gentleman Wasted, a place called Mos Pelgos or something. Oh, Freetown, they call it Freetown now. But there's this new place in Mos Espa, Garza Sanctuary. It's supposed to be the new hotspot and guaranteed to blow up the new clientele. But I had to turn him down. Listen, it's Tatooine. It's not Cowersant or Canto Bite. Heck, it's not even Maz's Castle. You never know when a uh, Random shootouts going to happen or some enraged Wookiee starts ripping off arms and, frankly, don't even get me started about the sail barge incident. I'm trying to get to the bright center of the universe, not playing the planet farthest from. I guess I'll just stick with this house gig on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. At least it's all the blue milk I can drink. John, James, Lacey, thank you for everything. Love y'all. May the beat drop on the one and may the Force be with you. Drum Jedi, out.
1: <laughs> Nicely done, Mike. I really liked how you like pitched this whole thing. It was really well (laughs) pitched. Really well done. John, what did you think of his answer?
0: That didn't look like a first pod race to me. I you guys.
1: He told me he was nervous. Why are you nervous, Mike? He did great.
0: Wearing our Thank the Maker shirt. And however you do your laundry, Mike, that shirt's still looking fresh. My Thank (laughs) the Maker shirt is beat to hell. (laughs) Good for you. Maybe he's like, oh I've never worn this shirt. I should wear it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's blue too for Max Rebo. Yeah, that's the one I have. I have the blue one, but it's uh pretty faded up. But um I, I'm surprised by your answer, but you know, you didn't take the job. And you know what? There's other jobs out there. So you don't wanna, you know, limit yourself. Maybe Max Rebo doesn't pay well, maybe he holds you to some contracts. I mean, James probably knows the ins and outs of being in a band and what kind of mess that might be. But uh I, I did get a kick out of your sort of like brochure pitch, uh, this new hot place in <laughs> most Pelgos. Oh wait, it's called Freetown. Now I like Freetown that drop now. there. So, <laughs> um, great job, Mike. You had me laughing and uh, I really liked your answer a lot. And, you know, I had to go with the drumming thing for your first one. So you knocked it out of the park. Great job. Uh, and hopefully the rays don't knock it out of the park when baseball eventually comes back. If it does. Right. So, but thanks for all your support, man. Awesome job. Can't wait for your next one. And as always, we'll see you in the chats and stuff like that. Thanks buddy.
1: James. Yeah,
2: I feel a little tired having gone on like the journey. Like
1: <laughs> what place
2: are we gonna go to? And it's like skipping around. And it's like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. What's funny? You should be a travel
1: is, agent for Star Wars. Yeah. I never thought
2: about it, John. That's a good point. Like what what like kind of gigging would would be like in Star Wars? And I, I have thought Max Rebo seems like a pretty popular group, cause like Ezra has Max Rebo posters like in his bunk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, on the <laughs> ghost. And I'm like, so he's pretty popular. How did he end up in Jabba's <laughs> place? I was like, that has to be like the sketchiest show ever uh, for this person because I don't think he's like a low life character. I think he's a pretty well received galactic artist. Big that paycheck. Is just, I think he's getting. I think it's like very high talent that is the price tag is high. So mm-hmm. it's like he, his his booking fee is so high that he'll play these smaller gigs for a shorter stint, like a week at this playing every night or something like that. Because um, usually he's also kind of in venues and stuff with shady money where they might have like a yeah. lot of money to <laughs> yeah. spend on entertainment and stuff. <laughs> It's like how did they <laughs> get this person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just think he he's probably a pretty good businessman to be honest with you. But uh but you know he's uh smart when he hired you as his drummer. Uh so I got to say good pod race and we hope to see more.
1: Great job, Mike. I loved your answer. Um I also have to give a shout out to John cuz he always tailors these questions to whoever's answering. And I really love that. This is a really good example of that. So thank you so much. Uh, I hope to see you at Celebration, which is coming soon. I believe you're going. I hope to see you there. Uh, But yeah, so now we're going to head back to John.
0: All right. Yeah, we're pretty much towards the end of the show. Um, There wasn't much else that we had to cover uh, really news-wise. Um, I know there's been some talk about, you know, future video games and, and, you know, what games are going to be delayed and that sort of thing. There's a lot of drama. I don't want to say they use the word drama, but a lot of, uh, I guess, issues going on with that whole eclipse thing Then maybe we'll mm-hmm. get into that next week as more information rolls out about that. Cause it's pretty fresh and not necessarily from official sources. So let that breathe for a little bit. And maybe if we get some more understanding or maybe they speak up, speak at uh, to it, Um, We get more clarity on that, but there's a lot of buzz about oh maybe they'll change studios and stuff like that. But uh, the fact that they're saying 2027, 2028 is like don't even why even bother thinking about that game then. That's so forever from now. I don't understand
2: how you have this all these graphics and stuff. Like it seems like a lot of work has already been done.
0: Like they they release a trailer for a game that's coming out in a decade, but they can't give us a trailer for Kenobi (laughs) because too much. But that's buzz too. people. Are, people are thinking there's a, there's a Disney. I don't know. Like. They, they, these words mix into each other. It's either not an investor day, but it's a Disney Plus sort of thing on March, uh, March 9th. So uh, this Wednesday and people are thinking maybe that's when they're finally going to give us that Kenobi trailer. But who knows? We'll see if it hasn't come out. You know, it may have come out. Today for all we know, but yeah. We'll see. It should be soon though. I mean the show's coming out very soon. We're we're about seventy some odd days away from Kenobi, which means we're seventy some odd days from celebration, Lacey. So Wild. Which is
2: nuts. We're gonna be talking a lot about celebration here in the next Oh yes and more. yeah Like, but yeah, I, I feel like we put out the episode The State of Star Wars and when I was doing the graphic for it, I was like, Well, we talked a lot about celebration, so I'll kind of make that like the lead here. Mm -hmm. And I, it was just like, I know we sat there and we talked about it the whole time, but sometimes when you talk about Star Wars, it's like using your knowledge and your brain to kind of do something. And it's not never, it's not always hitting you like a reality kind of thing. I was sitting there making that image and I'm like going to the website and looking for like pictures of the crowd and stuff. And it was bringing back memories of like 2019. And I was like, this is like right around the corner. Like, we've been talking about this for so long. <laughs> it, I was I'm 100% forgetting with it's like, you,
0: dude. I feel like we're not going. Away, you know, or whatever, yeah.
1: yeah. We've been saying yeah. for literally two years, like, well, celebrations, you know, around sometime. <laughs> yeah. For
2: like it's ever. It's coming. Can't wait yeah. for that to happen. And then, like, all of a sudden you're like, that's
0: next week. Because ah! th- they still need to, Lacey and I right here, they need to do the, you know, we never canceled it. But they need to do the, we just want everyone to know, we are full go. We are go. It's happening. You are going to Celebration. I, I feel like I need that. I need to hear that from them.
1: An update would be nice. I mean, they did do the fan tables and the crew applications and everything like that. So I would believe that it's still a go if they're hiring people to work for them. Um, But it would be nice to get a little bit more of an update, whether it be first guests or Hopefully merch soon. announcements or something, yeah. because... I've said this since I joined this podcast, like it is the best thing for me. And I think that when I worked in 2015, the best thing someone ever said to me was someone from the 501st said, yeah, this is our Super Bowl. And I like completely agree. I'm like, this is to me the best weekend of the year. It's the best event I've ever been to. And I can't stress enough that like it is just a blast. Like every second you're there is so fun. and I just can't wait because it's been so long and I haven't been anywhere, guys. In like two years, I haven't been out of my house in two years. I haven't gone anywhere. I had a baby, so I definitely haven't been anywhere. So it's like I can't wait to just not be away from my baby. That's kind of mean to say that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is going somewhere would be nice. And I used to go to Disney like once a year and I haven't been in so long. Um, that I'm just really excited to kind of do those things again and to experience Galaxy's Edge, because we keep talking about it. We talk about Star Cruiser mm. and I just need a baseline of like get me into the land and experience those rides that I'm all my friends have been like on. It.
0: Some sometimes oh, I'm I'll sitting love here, it. I'm sure I'll love it. <laughs> I'm yeah.
2: always sitting here thinking like, I don't know if they're gonna like it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they're gonna no, feel no. disappointed. It's
0: or one something. of those
1: things too that James, I'm gonna have I'm gonna love it no matter what, because I'm gonna be with you guys when I experience it. It sure, would be a yeah, different equation if I was going by myself. But since mm-hmm. I'm going with you and like people from the Patreon community and people from Celebration are gonna be there, it's gonna be a blast. We're gonna have so much fun. That whole day, I like is gonna, I think, gonna be the highlight of my trip going to Disneyland and, with you guys.
2: And I I don't know, um I don't know what this actually means too for the podcast too. Like having we fly out there, we we do the show, we meet with fans, we get that experience, and then we feel like we were in crowds and, and involved with so many different people. Maybe that kind of pushes us a little bit more to be like, it's time for us to do more of those things, more traveling and more events and things like that. Yeah, if they have them, yeah, well. because
1: for the past yeah. two years, they haven't really had them.
2: Like that, I mean, we've yeah. said it, it, people, long-time listeners, for at least, you know, two years now, like it was one of those things where we were like, Getting ramped up, we launched the Patreon, we had all these supporters and stuff, and we're like, "Yay, great things are about to happen!" And then the whole world shut down, and we're like, "Literally." So, as a podcast, we're trying to like figure out what that means when we have supporters who want to see us, you know, do stuff, and then at the same time, we're like, I don't know, like shut down.
0: There have been people who either work for or volunteer for, you know, certain conventions that are going to be having like Star Wars people and stuff who have like messaged us and stuff, and some of them are happening right before like celebrations so we can't do it but we you know we do really appreciate everyone who's been looking out for us and you know, trying to help us out as we move back into that stuff so I just want to say mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who's reached out and that's And
1: we stuff. definitely want to go to other things. So as the world oh, yeah. we're seeing it reopen yeah. and like things are getting to a yeah. point that like we feel safe again. Um Yeah. It's it's going to be great. I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be, be great. Great. It's going to be It's a great. passion project
0: um all right so that that. (laughs) i gotta bring bring jj back (laughs) every once in a while someone
1: will say like make a joke or something to me on twitter and i'll be like what are they talking about and then i'll be like oh that's from like three years ago yeah Yeah.
2: we gotta bring some old bits back Mm. people still randomly do that with band stuff too they're like (laughs) remember this joke and i'm like no. No. And they're like, you don't remember like Studio Update 3 from your second album? Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, I watched it like 100 times. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, all right. Sometimes
0: well. I don't remember stuff we did like a week ago. It's going to yeah. Yeah. Um, be, be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening oh, no. and watching, being a part of TRB. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred platform, wherever that is. Uh, audio or video youtube.com star wars videos of course spotify apple all of them uh share with a friend too spreading the word is the way we grow so if you know someone who likes star wars this is a really big star wars year uh let them know about the podcast because a lot of people don't know about star wars podcasts. some people don't even know about podcasts so just let them know what we got going on here and uh join the party so uh make sure you're also going to star every day for all of your star wars news reviews editorials information and more uh johnny hoey on twitter writing and editing at starwarsnewsnet.com and my movie podcast just like the movies we are doing uh batman begins that will be out tomorrow also on your favorite podcast apps just like the movies james
2: um you can find me on twitter and instagram both at myra trunks
0: Lacey,
1: i just had a flashback of celebration 2019 where jj came out during that panel and started talking to the crowd and i literally just heard john that's like, that's all I heard where he's like, "Uh thanks for having me uh here at the panel. Uh, uh it's going to be oh, great." Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so great. It's just, it's just it's really fabulous. Like we're we're bringing back the cast and I was like, I "Oh think, my god. I
2: think that was there was an interview where somebody was asking about him about something in the movie and he was like satisfaction or something like that." And I was satisfying. Oh,
1: satisfying. Remember yeah. they all kept saying that? Oh my God! Yeah. Gosh. And I was
2: like, I, and then like Everything he said that, that was like his first line, and then everything after that was like how John parodies him. Yeah. Oh, and I was oh, like, it's gonna Oh be my great. gosh, yeah, we,
1: you know, we were out in the desert <laughs> and uh, it was hot, and uh, was like, but it was
2: awesome. I, I thought it was funny, but I didn't realize how close to reality it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he's standing 10 feet in front of you and he's talking like that, you're like, I don't know, am I being punked right now? Because this is <laughs> anyway, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. And Thursday, we are bringing back the Kessel Run. Oh! Uh, so uh, you'll have to stay tuned to find out what the topic is. But uh, if you don't know the Kessel Run, we put together a list of 12 things in honor of 12 parsecs. And uh, we each bring a few to the table and put together our collective list on a specific topic in Star Wars. So we're going to have some fun with that on Thursday. But until then, enjoy your weeks. Hopefully enjoy a little bit of warmer weather if you're in cold territories like us. And we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.